أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله آل الله واللعنة على آدائهم وعداوتهم إلى يوم اللقاء الله السلام عليكم جميع ورحمة الله وبركاته Dear brothers and sisters, as you know, tonight is Laylatul Jum'ah, Shabbat Ziyarat Imam Hussain Alayhi Islam, Shabbat Dua, Shabbat Maghfirat, Shabbat Munajat, and this night is, you know, special for the recitation and for the visitation of our Master, Abi Abdullah Al-Hussain Alayhi Salatu Wassalam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. And Alhamdulillah, we just recited Zawad Waritha, which is really extremely very important, highly recommended to be recited on Thursday nights. And as we just recited Dua Iftata, recommended for the night of Ramadan, we just recited Dua Ikumail, which is recommended for Thursday nights. Alhamdulillah, you know, we're doing our best to keep up with the A'mal, the Duas, which are recommended in these nights. We are only doing the bare minimum. You open up the books of the du'as and the amal. There's so much more amal du'a Abu Hamza Somali. There's so many more du'as, du'a al-Mukarim al-Akhlaq, du'a al-Sahar. There's so many du'as you can recite in these days. These days are not, you know, regular and normal days. As I mentioned in my uh, earlier in the lectures, that these days are the best of the days, the best of the nights. As in the khutbah al-Sha'baniyah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. These are the best of the days, the best of the nights, the best of the hours, the best of the time amongst the whole year. The way the day of Friday has, you know, superiority of, over the rest of the days, the holy month of Ramadan has superiority over the, all of the months in the year. So, we, you know, we shouldn't, you know, just let this month go pass by like it's just any other month. We should be bringing a change within ourselves, a change for the better. It, like I said yesterday, that each and every day, each and every moment that passes by in this uh, month is not, you know, just uh, you pass it by. You should be different from what you were the day before. And at least ultimately, you should not be the same person that uh, began the holy month of Ramadan with fasting, doing the prayers, doing the ibadah, doing the dua, doing the ziyarat. And in this month, it is recommended, you know, to recite so many du'as. And we have to change ourselves. And inshallah, tonight, I'm going to be sharing some more advice from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala Muhammad. Yesterday, we talked about, you know, the Prophet's advice to Abu Dhar. And you know, this advice was not only for him, but something that we can apply to our own life and change ourselves for the better. So today I'm going to be talking about another hadith from the Prophet where he is, you know, uh, guiding and advising and suggesting to the general public. So there comes a man or a companion to the Prophet and he, you know how it is, you know, the Prophet is sitting there and you know the companions are surrounding him and the uh, companions come, some of them ask questions, some of them are learning from the, what the Prophet is saying, some of them are writing the hadith. So there's like a gathering, you can say like a few of the companions and a few of the friends of the Prophet, they were sitting and the Prophet, he says that, 
every Muslim must give charity every single day. So, you know, the people, the companions, they were kind of like shocked and, you know, surprised that, you know, look at our situation and the Prophet is telling us that we should give uh, charity every day out of our pockets. So, you know, it's like kind of shocking that look at us, we're not even having a full-time meal sometimes and the Prophet is telling us to give charity. So one of the companions, he inquires that, Ya Rasulullah, what if we don't have the means, we don't have the resources to give charity? So the Prophet, he says that you, not, you don't need to worry if you don't have the resources. You can be in exchange, you can be charitable in your actions. So how you know often this is something like a misconception that has been placed into our minds that whenever we hear the word charity, our brain automatically, our mind automatically, it goes to like, you know, money, to financial or monetary units. Like, you know, if he's talking about charity, that means he's going to be, you know, talking about money or something that we give out of our pockets, so on and so forth. But according to this hadith and throughout the various verses, we are told that charity is not only money. It can be, charity has many forms, many ways, and many, you know, uh, perspectives or point of view. You can do charity in many ways. One can be, like, you know, the energy that you have, you spend it in the right way. The ilm and the knowledge that you have, you give it to the right people, you spend it in the right way. The time that you have, you don't, you waste it into the, like yesterday we were talking about the five things, take advantage of the five things before you lose them. So this is, you know, kind of connected and similar to that. That, you know, take advantage of these things. The time that you have, don't waste it, but rather you're actually doing something good in it. You're helping your neighbors out. You're helping your friend out. You are, you know, educating somebody. Or you are helping somebody in general. You are praying, you're reading the Quran. You are learning from the Quran. You're reading the Hadith. You're reading the translation of the Quran. You're reading the Tafsir of the Quran. You're doing something productive which is not going to be, you know, seen as a waste of time. It's not like, you know, when somebody is on the bed using, watching YouTube or watching videos, that in the publicly or like common opinion, that would be obviously that he is wasting time. He has nothing better to do, so he's watching videos. But if somebody comes and sees that you are reading books or that you are reading the Quran, you're reading translation or you're helping a neighbor out, you're, you know, trying to educate somebody, uh, helping somebody, spreading the knowledge, that this is something if somebody looks at, they're not going to say that, oh, he's just wasting time, he's just teaching somebody, or he's just helping somebody. So the Prophet is instructing us that not only to be charitable with our financial and money, but rather to be charitable with our actions. And number one, what does he instruct us? So the Prophet says that your removal of an obstacle from a path is an act of charity. So for example, you, we live in New York City and you know how often it snows here. This year was a lot more snow than the previous years. So I'm sure everybody noticed this year. So you know when you're shoveling the sideways or when you're you know, clearing out the path for somebody to walk by, that is an example of charity itself. Because that doesn't mean that you always you know you just take out money from your pocket and giving it somewhere. That is a form of charity but not charity itself. So this way, the example I just gave that you're shoveling snow in front of your driver, in front of your, you know, house. That is, you are making a way for, so somebody can pass by. And you know, you don't even have to do your own driveway. Go one step forward and help your neighbor out. Because sometimes, you know, we live in a city where everybody is busy. They have their own responsibilities and they have different things of, to do. 
So you know you should help out if you cannot you know at least try to help as much as you can You don't have to clean all their snow, but make a path maybe that they can easily come out and help themselves So you know do something beyond the bare minimum So if if you have the Prophet is telling us to do something, you know, let's say for example He didn't say this, but let's say he's saying you give one dollar you don't have to give one dollar like the Mulana a few a few days ago He was saying that I'm saying you can give half of a day But that doesn't mean that you give half of the literally half of a day if you can you know do what you can If you can give five dates ten dates twenty dates a box of dates whatever you can So when the Prophet is instructing us to do something you don't have to do the bare minimum But try to go a little will take one step forward So number two You're guiding someone is a charitable act now, for example, before COVID happened, you would be, you know, sometimes traveling into the subways and it's so common over here in New York City that you see tourists or somebody who is lost here and they usually come around and they ask you, oh, how do I get to, you know, the Manhattan or how do I get to Jamaica Center, for example. And you're, you tell them, that, oh, take the E-train from this stop to that stop towards this direction. You are guiding that person to get to their destination. That is just an example of how you are being charitable in your action. If somebody does not know their very way and you show them the way that, oh, you're, you're going the wrong way, this is the right way, go here. That's where your, where your destination is. That is a charitable act of itself. So number three, your visit to the sick is a charitable act. And nowadays, you know, we are living in a pandemic and you know, it's literally impossible to you know go and visit people or go and you know find about find out about their health but that doesn't mean that we can stop ourselves from inquiring about somebody's health right now in modern day we have you know telephone we have a cell phone we have a whatsapp telegram messenger whatever you want to call it you have phone number if you can't go physically to the person to ask about their health why don't you know pick up your phone give your cousin a call give your uncle a call Give your neighbor a call. Ask around that, oh, how are you feeling? Are you feeling good? There's a situation that's bad outside. Take care of yourself. Or, you know, just be careful. And, you know, to take the uh, mandatory social distance. To wear the mask. And, you know, just advise them nicely. That, oh, take care of your health. So, in these days, you don't have to, like, you know, it's not literally mean that if somebody is sick. In this situation especially, it's good that you visit. But in this situation, for example, I'm just giving that you can call, you know, now you have video call, you can video call, you can cell phone, talk to somebody and ask them about their health. So number four, enjoyment of good to others is a charitable act. Now when you're inviting somebody towards good, for example, this can be relatable for the younger youth. Sometimes, you know, you have two friends who are playing on video games, let's say, like, you know, Xbox or something. And you are sitting down and the time for prayer comes. So instead of, you know, staying and playing the game, one of them should take the initiative or the step forward to get up and say, Oh, you know, it's time for prayer. Let's go and pray. And then we can come back after the prayers and we can continue our game. This is just an example. I mean, you don't have to do this, but this is just an example of how you can invite somebody towards good. And number five, that you're forbidding of others from doing wrongdoing is a charitable act. So let's say somebody is, you know, eating something haram, but maybe you think, oh, that's haram. And how is he eating that? Why is he eating that? You know, instead of like, you know, judging them, 
why don't you go to them and tell them, oh brother, like don't go and, and shout in their face, but brother, this is haram, you cannot do this, this is, you're not eating this, this is haram. This is not how to do it. If you see somebody doing it as a haram act, you know, take them to the side, take them to the corner, nicely, with nice character, with good akhlaq, rather than yelling and shouting at them, take them to the corner and nicely tell them, brother, you are eating this and this is haram and you shouldn't be eating this. This is just an example of how you can forbid others to do evil. And this is, you know, some charitable acts that are being told to us by the Prophet. And if we apply this into our life, truly we will be successful because the Prophet, he is not only, you know, the Prophet of Islam. He is, you know, mercy upon the whole universe. So his guidings, his teaching is for the whole, it's for the humanity, it's for the entire universe. It's not only for like, you know, one, two or three, or only for the Muslims, or only for a certain group of people, but rather his teachings are for everyone. And lastly in this hadith, he said that returning the greeting is a charitable act. So when somebody says, Assalamu Alaikum to you, it's your responsibility, it's wajib to reply back. Because saying Salam is mustahab, it's recommended, but giving, getting the reply back is mandatory, it's wajib. So whenever, when you give the reply back to somebody who is saying greetings to you, that itself is an act of charity. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophets, they're not only telling us to do the prayers and read the Quran and that's what you do all day, but they gave us the moral code, they give us an ethical code to live by. So you know even the small acts that you do, you smile at somebody, you say hi, how are you, good morning, good afternoon, whoever you see, you know be kind, have a smiling face all the time, whenever you look. Like when you go on the bus, uh, when you get on the bus, you know say good morning to the bus driver. Maybe he's having a bad day and because you say good morning to him, that because of your such kind and good words, he, maybe he feels better. And when you leave the bus, say thank you so much, have a nice day, have a nice evening, have a nice weekend or whatever. These are some things and some, you know, very small things that we can change in our life. And we can become a better person, we can become better Muslims, we can be uh, become better humans. These are just some short things and small things that we can do in order to, you know, get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remain firm on the path of Ahlul Bayt. And because of our character, who knows, because you said salam to someone, you said hi to someone, you said good morning to someone, they could be, you know, attracted to who you believe in. So, you know, make our character as such that, you know, the Prophet doesn't, we don't say that we are the lovers of Prophet or the followers of Prophet. It's, uh, you know, something important, something nice. And the Prophet was to say that, oh, this is a true follower of mine. This is somebody who is actually implementing something that I taught rather than just saying that I love you, Ya Rasulullah. So it's important that we implement some of these things into our life and inshallah we will be on the path of success. And as you know dear brothers and sisters, tonight is Thursday night. It's a night that we remember our marhumeen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our de deeds, our ibadat, our recitation of the Quran, our recitation of the dua, our salutations to Abi Abdullah al-Hussein alayhi salatu wassalam. And we already recited Fatiha so many times today. But since it's Thursday night, let us give us another gift to our Merhumin. The more we send to them, the more happy they are. And when somebody receives a gift in the hereafter, they also pray for you. So let us recite a Fatiha for all Merhumin. With the loud salawat ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma <laughs>